Hi everyone, it's Kira from KiraWilliamsFitness.com and today we are speaking with Allison Blaisdell from HypnoticMetabolic.com or Fitchburg Acupuncture. Um, Allison is an acupuncturist. She is a hypnotherapist. She has a lot of different titles. So I'm just going to let Allison take, take it away and tell us a little bit about herself and what she does. Hi, Kira. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, so yes, to, just to briefly introduce myself, I have been a licensed acupuncturist and herbalist for 20 years now, and I'm also a hypnotherapist certified through the National Guild of Hypnotherapists and also the ICBCH. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being on. So I can't wait to talk about hypnotherapy today and really talk about how we can utilize it as a tool to help us create new habits and ditch the bad habits that we don't want anymore that don't serve us. Um, why don't you tell everybody who's listening? I know a lot about your backstory, but not everybody else does. Um, it's a good one, y'all. Um, share a little bit about your backstory and how it got you to where you are now. Well, you know, I've been an acupuncturist for quite some time. I came through the field to the field of complementary and alternative medicine um, really quite by accident. I had always wanted to be a medical doctor growing up, and for a variety of reasons, I wound up not going into mainstream medical uh, Western medicine. Wound up becoming an acupuncturist and found that you could really make some amazing, profound changes in people's health and really emotional, mental, and spiritual health through this sort of medicine. But really, over time, I discovered that with acupuncture and Chinese medicine, there were certain cases that I was only getting people so far. And I started to really question you know, why am I coming up against some stumbling blocks with these certain folks? Why is their chronic pain only resolving to a certain extent? Why are my weight loss clients only making so much progress or my substance use clients only modifying their behaviors so much? Because these are all things that you can help with acupuncture. And what I discovered that was that there was various mental blocks, limiting beliefs, negative thought patterns that were preventing people from making the progress and the changes that they so deeply desired. But there was just something there that was standing in the way. And even they were often unaware of it. So enter hypnosis started studying hypnosis, learning techniques to modify behaviors, eliminate these thought patterns. And lo and behold, I could not believe the sorts of progress and transformation that we were seeing in the clinic. And then as I began to study more and more and more, I realized that this is really something that I've been doing my whole life. I just hadn't put a name to it. So it's really a fascinating field, and it's something that you could really study for your entire life. 
So what exactly is hypnotism? I mean, I think we all have it like in our minds as the stereotypical. There's like an old guy sitting in front of you as you're sitting on a chair and he's got that like he's got the clock that's swinging back and forth on the pendulum and he's saying you're getting very sleepy. But what is it really? Deep into my eyes. I, <laughs> I even have some great headshots with the uh the swinging gold pocket watch. Yes. And it's true. Most people have only the the basic ideas of hypnosis from the movies or TV shows or the occasional Las Vegas stage performance where a performer will have people get up on stage and bark like a dog or cluck like a chicken or do something really silly. And this is not really what hypnosis is at all. Simply put, all hypnosis is truly self-hypnosis. It's nothing that somebody else does to you without your consent or cooperation. Hypnosis is really a state of heightened focus and concentration where the participant uses their vivid imagination and concentration to accept suggestions and make changes in their subconscious mind for positive change. And so you have you have a hypnosis program um, that really helps people kind of reprogram their brain and do things to help improve their lives and their health. So what's like the basic gist of this program? You know, like if somebody signs up, you know, to work with you and they buy your program, like what can they expect? What's this going to be like? What's their experience going to be like here? So I created Hypnotic Metabolic after going through my own struggles with a profound weight gain and going through everything under the sun trying to lose that weight. Now, you and I have known each other for quite some time now. And when we first met I online, I think I had just had my son the year before and, you know, looking for information on the internet about nutrition and exercise programs and all of that stuff. And I was maybe five pounds heavier than before I had had my son, so not really a giant struggle, but it certainly felt like one 13, 14 years ago when he was first born. Fast forward to a couple of years ago when the stress of everyday life had caught up with me and perimenopause and other unhealthy habits that were created by stress and the chaos of just trying to manage being a mom and a business owner and living in a really crazy city like Boston and trying to keep up with everything, I had gained almost 80 pounds. And being a competitive athlete in my 40s, I thought I knew everything that one would do to lose weight. I knew how to do my batch meal prep on Sunday nights. I knew how to track my macros. I knew how to lift. I knew how to get my cardio in. And yet that was just not budging. It wasn't budging at all. No matter how many days in a row I got up at 4.30 in the morning to get to a 5 a.m. boot camp class and just no, 
nothing was happening. It, it only served to make me more and more exhausted and miserable and disappointed and distraught over what was happening to my body. And so when the pandemic hit, it really gave me a little bit of a pause to kind of explore what was really going on and what was at the true root of my weight gain and my inability to lose it or my perceived inability to lose it, right? Because hypnosis is all about language and perception and what you believe to be true. And there was a part of me that really believed that I was stuck hauling around 80 pounds of extra weight. And so I began to make some really subtle shifts in my belief systems, in the way that I walked through my life, in the way that I thought about nutrition, the way I thought about my body, about moving my body, just about the way, it, the way that I treated myself. And so what Hypnotic Metabolic is, is a five-week program where it's a group program and we meet virtually for a little group coach at the beginning of our session and then a very specialized hypnosis session every week that is always recorded so participants can listen during the week for reinforcement. And it also includes includes a special nutrition program that eliminates foods that tend to be more inflammatory, that tend to be things that people have sensitivities to. I hesitate to call it a detox program because I'm not a fan of detox programs. But in absence of another word for it, we can use that because it's all very clean, organic, whole foods that we have people choosing during this five-week program. And then there are a little regimen of supplements that people get and that gets drop shipped to everybody. And these are very gentle things that support the body's natural organs of detoxification. There are no chemicals. There's no artificial sweeteners. These are also all organic whole food, vegan, and gluten-free supplements that it's really just food. There's nothing crazy in it. There's nothing in it that would send you running to the bathroom or keep you from leaving the house because I think we've all tried those programs and that's nothing that I would inflict upon anybody. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, it's really just a sensible program that brings everybody into a very subtle mind shift so they can make these behavioral changes with ease. And what I would stress is that even though it's a group program, it is individualized to the people in the group. Everybody who applies to the program is required to go through an individual intake to make sure that they're a good candidate for the program. So we don't just accept everybody into the program. We want to make sure that it's safe for everyone, that nobody's on any sort of medications, that it wouldn't be appropriate for them or have any medical conditions where, you know, this maybe isn't the right idea. And that way we can also sort of tailor the sentence to the individual people within the group, because this is important in hypnosis as well. This is super intriguing to me, you know, because I think 
I work with a lot of women who, you know, they want to lose fat. They want to change their physique. They want to feel good. They want to be healthy. They want to have energy, et cetera. And it's like, we can talk about food and, you know, we can, we can balance blood sugar. We can, you know, reduce calories. We can strength train to build muscle and we can, you know, talk about all of these things until we're blue in the face. But what it really, really comes down to is the habits and what, what a person chooses to do day in and day out. And that's why I find this piece to be so incredibly fascinating because you're really working on that habit change with these people. Correct. That's correct. And your habits often are an extension of your beliefs, Mm. right? And so we get really deep down into people's beliefs Mm -hmm. about things. And so this is where that intake piece with each participant really kind of comes into play. So in our last cohort of this program, you know, we had a few people who really mentioned that their genetics played a role in their inability to reach their desired body weight, that they maybe had some ethnic components in their ancestry that, you know, sort of, for lack of a better word, doomed them to a larger body, or, you know, that they always or never, anytime I hear the words always or never, then I know to look for limiting beliefs and behavioral patterns that maybe are not really ideal for this person. Yeah. Yes. And to start picking them apart. It's so fascinating. So this, I mean, this really kind of goes into, you know, like a person might not even realize that they're saying these things. Oh, they often don't. It's, it's really interesting because, and you know, what you have to kind of read your client and know who you can do this with and who will not respond well to it. But sometimes I'll even cut people off in mid sentence and say, what did you just say? Listen Mm -hmm. to what you just said. (laughs) And if they get it, their mouth, their eyes will get big and their mouths will drop open. They'll go, Oh, wow. Okay. I get it. And that'll be the shift right there. And it doesn't even require somebody to be necessarily in a big, profound, deep hypnotic trance. Sometimes that alone is enough of a pattern interrupt to make a change almost immediately. Sometimes people just need a mirror, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that just that mirror, like, that's telling them, Hey, you just said this. I I was working with a, a woman this morning, you know, and we're working on her eating habits and we were talking about, um, you know, she's like, I just am afraid that I'm going to be fat my whole life, you know, and that kind of language. And I don't think that she has ever really like thought about what she's telling herself and what she's thinking. Um, which kind of leads me into my next question, um, about the difference between like the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, the unconscious mind, you know, what are, what are the differences there? So 
the conscious, uh, sorry, the subconscious and unconscious mind, those terms are used kind of interchangeably. Okay. And for purposes of our com conversation, we'll use subconscious and conscious mind, right? So your conscious mind is usually at the forefront, and that's what you're using to think and make decisions, and it's where your day-to-day -day thoughts are living. Your subconscious mind is sort of like your, I like to describe it as your operating system, right? So imagine that you're on your laptop and your conscious mind is maybe your Microsoft Word or your Google Docs and you're happily typing away and then all of a sudden you get the blue screen of death because you've got a virus or some sort of bug in your operating system. And so what you need to do is you need to reboot everything. You need to run some antivirus software. You need to upgrade your system. And so hypnosis can be like an antivirus software if we are trying to eliminate fears or phobias or negative belief systems, or it can be a system upgrade if we're trying to instill new habit patterns and instill new confidence or anything like that. And so what we do is we get the person, relaxation is not necessary for hypnosis. A lot of people think that you need to be in this very deep somnambulistic trance where you're really not aware of what's going on in your environment. And that's not true. But of course, we like to get people into a relaxed state because we don't get enough relaxation in our day-to-day -day lives. And if you can have a beautiful, relaxing experience, why wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. and, and so once we get people into that state, however we might choose to do that, then when their subconscious mind is at the forefront, that's when we start to work with language and suggestion and imagery in whatever way we've identified works well for the client or for the group to make those subtle shifts in the brain and put those kind of new ideas in there. I like a lot of times people will ask, what's the difference between meditation and hypnosis? And I'm sure you could ask 10 different hypnotists and get 10 different descriptions of the difference between it. But I like to sort of describe it very simply as if you're meditating, if you think of mindfulness meditation, where you're trying to clear the thoughts from your mind and just experience the present moment, moment, you're taking the thoughts out. With hypnosis, you're trying to install the thoughts that you want, right? Mm. So if that kind of makes sense for a lot of people, it's a good way that they can understand hypnosis. And that's so interesting. So I got to cheat and I've been able to listen to one of Allison's hip, um, hypnosis recordings. And it really did feel like a meditation. In fact, I was listening to it and my husband overheard some of it and he asked if I was meditating. Um, and you know, to which I, I told him that I was listening to a hypnosis and, 
I, I mean, I can definitely see how someone would find there to be a lot of similarities there. So that's super interesting. You know, that one is to take away the thoughts and the one is to install. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, of course there's always going to be a little bit of, you know, gray area there. Right. Mm-hmm. But with hypnosis, what we're doing is we're looking to get the brain into that theta wave state because when the brain is in a theta wave state we're in this sort of open relaxed really creative hyper aware state where the brain is just ready to make those changes and accept suggestions so it's just a wonderful place to be i have some clients who just their original issue that they were speaking hypnosis for has long since resolved and they're still booking hypnosis sessions because they just really like the hypnotic trance aspect of it and there's nothing wrong with that we can choose something different to work on on a weekly basis or just using hypnosis for stress relief for optimizing human performance is a wonderful thing to do so aside from getting the brain to how how did you say we're we're operating in a theta wave? <laughs> Correct. So we have different brainwave states, right. right? And so let's see if I can get this correct here. So in normal everyday waking con- consciousness, we're in a beta brainwave. And when we are meditating, it's usually an alpha brainwave where we're in a little more focused concentration. In hypnosis, we would be in a theta brainwave. And then in deep sleep, we that's when we would have those delta waves. Mm. And so finally, the brainwaves that you don't hear very much about, they're a very, I guess, a fast frequency there it would be gamma waves. And not many people get into those gamma waves. I think they usually are reserved for psychic mediums and people who are really communicating with the uh, <laughs> the upper realms there. But this is interesting. This is something I know I know very, very little about. So it's so fascinating. Um, but aside from operating in, our brain operating with theta waves, what, um, how does hypnosis help get someone to break a habit or create a new habit? So building new habits is really interesting. Behavioral modification is really interesting. And what I love to tell new hypnosis clients who come in, especially when they're looking to make behavioral change is how easy change can be because how many times have we been told that change is hard (laughs) oh change is so hard oh change is so hard it takes however many days to make a habit or break a habit oh it takes 21 days oh well actually it takes so much longer than that well you know no it doesn't years ago i saw some guru at some speaking engagement and he said something that really stood out to me as being very very true he said change can happen in an instant it happens the moment that you really feel that the pain of staying the same is greater 
than the pain of making the changes to get to where you want to be. Now, when you think of it that way, change becomes pretty easily. And so the first thing that happens when you want to make a positive change with somebody, when a client comes in, is we discuss what the change is. We discuss what the motivators are behind the change. If a person isn't truly motivated to make the change, well, they're probably not going to make the change. And those people maybe aren't continuing on as a client. Maybe we're going to, you know, ask them to reevaluate what they really want in terms of making those changes. But once you know what somebody's real motivations are for making the change, and then figuring out why they haven't made the changes yet, figuring out why they are doing the behaviors that they no longer want to do. It's really a deep investigation of both their goals and their current behaviors that need to happen. And what we do in these hypnotic sessions is we're using the person's own language. They are really creating these sessions because remember I said all hypnosis is truly self-hypnosis. I'm not a magician and hypnosis is not magic. It's a process that's been around for a very long time and if it didn't work, it wouldn't still be around and in use. So it's a collaborative process with the client. So it's through deep investigation with the client and the client's own history and motivations and goals and behaviors, and then marrying that to the time-tested techniques in hypnosis that we make these changes. And for some people, it happens faster than others, but generally it doesn't take a very, very, very long time. So the idea that, you know, the brain is, the brain wants us to be safe. The brain wants us to, you know, it wants us to expend less energy. It wants to like have a continue to like follow the same path we've been following over and over again. Is that, is that bullshit that the brain doesn't actually want that? No, that is absolute biological science. So negativity bias is the part of the brain that wants us to be safe, right? We have a bias toward the negative and it's evolutionary programming, right? It's back from the days when we were cavemen and we come out of the cave, we are programmed to look for the negative and it's there to keep us safe, right? So we don't get up in the morning and automatically default to gratitude and joy. We get up in the morning and we default to, oh, there's a snake, there's a bear. Here comes the, you know, other villagers coming to attack our village. Because these are the ways in which we've survived is by looking for the danger to keep us safe. So that's negativity bias. And we can hack that and override it. And we do that by exercising Hebb's law or Hebb's postulate. And this is a theory in neuroscience. 
that is summed up by the phrase neurons that fire together wire together and you may have heard that out there in the ethers or on the interwebs but basically what this means is that we have neuroplastic neuroplasticity and we can learn things and what that is is that the more we experience a particular emotional state or any state really the easier and quicker we can get into that emotional state it becomes our default emotion so you ever meet somebody who just really just kind of defaults to anger in every situation mm-hmm Mm -hmm. or people who are just wired to be anxious all the time, something like that. Well, that's an example of Hebb's law, right? I fell victim to Hebb's law when I had a horrible commute in Boston. I was living in Quincy, and I had a job in Revere. And that distance is only 14 miles. And for people listening in other parts of the country, they're like, whatever, it's 14 miles, big deal. But for anybody who's familiar with Boston traffic, you might know and understand that 14 miles from Quincy to Revere in Massachusetts means it could be 90 minutes or better in stop and go traffic. Well, after a couple of years of doing this, each way, 90 minutes in stop and go traffic, I began to have a real road rage problem. And so I quit that job that I had and got an office for my private practice that was only five minutes from my house. And sure enough, that one stoplight that was between my office and my house, I found that I was filled with rage. Stoplight. That was just And I'm saying to myself, Exactly. I I had been then programmed to just be angry behind the wheel if I hit any traffic. So I had to then unprogram myself. And so this is kind of a, a long way of answering your question that we can reprogram these emotions, these default emotions, and also these behaviors. And we can associate our behaviors with certain emotions as well. We can tie our behaviors and we can link them up with anything that we like. In hypnosis, we call tying a suggestion to any kind of trigger in the environment an anchor. And so sometimes you might want to get your client focused on the color green And every time they see the color green, they want to make a healthy choice in food. And lo and behold, what is green in the environment? Vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's pretty handy, right? So then if you, you know, you're getting people to create, you know, new patterns with their brain, new, new ways of, of thinking, how will this also help with those people who they, they're always, they, they feel like they're stuck all the time. You know, they, they say, 
I want to stop drinking a glass of wine every single night, but I just can't do it. I keep drinking the glass of wine every night. These people who self-sabotage, how does this help with that? So the first thing we do is we find out why somebody says, well, I want to stop, but I just can't. Mm. What do you mean you just can't? And usually the person looks at me and then they look at their toes and then they look at me again and then they look at their toes again and then they'll start to tell me why they think that they can't. And, you know, it's really about digging deeper and finding out, well, you know, what really is the driver of this behavior? Is it truly an addiction to your glass of wine at night? Do you need to get some help with that? Is it because you need a different habit? Is it because you're really not understanding how to manage your stress? Is it because you now have tied that behavior of having a glass of wine to cooking dinner at night and you need something else to do while you're cooking dinner? So sometimes we replace that behavior and we say, okay, let's get you some fancy tea or a different beverage. Or instead of, all right, dinner's done, the kids are in bed, now would be the normal time for your glass of wine. Now you're going to go for a walk instead. So we can talk about different strategies, but it's really about finding what is the underlying reason that this person believes that they can't make the change Mm -hmm. and then creating a few habit replacement strategies. And then of course we do a hypnosis session where we kind of eliminate whatever those beliefs are that keep them tied to that behavior. So it always, it all comes back to those limiting beliefs. It does. It does. Because there's lots of different reasons that people engage in these different things, you know, and a lot of times too, people have a secondary gain with these behaviors. Sometimes people do these behaviors because they want to punish other people too. And so, you know, we can, we dig that up and look at it, say, all right, well, if you're doing this to get back at somebody else, is it really making an impact on them? Because you're just hurting yourself. Maybe we want to work on some forgiveness toward that person and a little bit more self-love for you. And I mean, I imagine, you know, when you do come across this, it's probably not that often that the person even realizes that they're trying to, you know, kind of hurt another person. And that's where this is all coming from. I mean, that's like, you've got to know yourself pretty well if you realize that you're doing it for that reason, if that's your motivation. Yeah. You know, you'd be surprised. Some people really are acutely aware of it and some people are not aware at all. And it's, It can be challenging to draw it out and other people are very forthcoming with it. I, what I noticed in our last cohort of this program is that we had 10 participants in that program 
ranging in age from, I think, 23 into their early 70s. And almost every participant that we had mentioned a desire to feel safe in some way, mm-hmm. safe in their body, safe to be seen, safe to go into the kitchen and just eat without feeling judged or like they were going to do something quote unquote bad. Um, Women of my generation, I'm in my early fifties. We were used to hearing about quote unquote cheating with food or foods that are bad or good. And so there's a lot of negative language programming that's there for women in my age bracket and really unraveling a lot of that. Um, A lot of women carry a lot of excess weight because it feels safe. Hmm. So, I mean, this can, you can literally use this to get someone to, it could be anything. If you are tired of being tired all the time, this works, mm-hmm. right? If you're, you know, it, it comes down to anything that you really and truly want to do. I mean, I think I originally heard about hip, hypnosis um, for smoking cessation. <sighs> So smoking cessation and weight loss are two of the big cornerstones that people are really aware of hypnosis as far as what it can do or what somebody would want to seek it out for. Mm-hmm. And it's tremendously successful for both of those things. And it's so much more than that. Because, of course, once we start looking at those two issues, well, <laughs> you find out the layers and layers and layers of just different things that are driving those behaviors and bringing people into, you know, habits that don't serve them well. And why did you start this? And what else is going on for you? So it's, it's just an amazing tool for people to use and self hypnosis Hypnosis is also a tool that people can use all day, every day. So I actually have a friend who is also in Massachusetts. Um, she's she's in on the North Shore somewhere. Um, she works with people to help them overcome their limiting beliefs so they can build a better business for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. She's a business coach, and that's a, this is one of her her tools that she uses with her clients. It's it's got so many applications for body, mind, spirit, business, you name it. I work with people around confidence issues, around with regard to business. You know, in our realm, in the health and wellness sphere, there are so many people out there who just don't have the confidence to put their work out there to charge their worth, to, you know, really offer up what the gifts that they have to the world around them. And you see it every day, I'm sure. And it's a real struggle for people. So working around confidence and fear of being seen in imposter syndrome is another application for this kind of work. Absolutely. I can see that for sure. I mean, it's like, it's, it's hard. Like you said, it's, it's not hard, but it can, I guess I shouldn't say hard. It's scary. 
it can be really scary. And, you know, so having the support from you and having the support of this tool can be so, it can be such a game changer. It can be, it can be. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up that it can be scary because sometimes people are frightened of hypnosis. And I feel like I should kind of address that because, you know, there's a great commercial out there on TV. I think it's a Geico commercial where the guy's hypnotizing all the people in front of his house to clean his gutters and make frittatas and mow his lawn and stuff. Guys, if I could do that, if I could control people's minds and make people do my bidding against their will, don't you think I would be, you know, having everybody just bring me their wallets and sign over the deeds to their homes and all sorts of, I would be a multimillionaire. It doesn't work that way. In hypnosis, we cannot make you do anything that is against your own moral compass. We cannot make you do anything against your will. It's not mind control. It doesn't work that way. It's a collaborative process. And it's it's not a dangerous thing. It's not something where you can get stuck in hypnosis. I work with people online a lot. If we're in mid-session and we lose our internet signal, you will not stay in a hypnotic trance until next week and our next session. You will eventually go, huh, what happened? I don't hear her anymore. And you'll be fine. It's just like when you're on the highway and you're driving along and you're listening to a song on the radio and your mind is just suddenly transporting you to another place, right? You ever have this happen where you're all of a sudden really visualizing somewhere in the past, in the present, or in the future, and you're so totally there that maybe, you know, you're almost talking to a person in your mind, right? We call this highway hypnosis. You're actually in a trance. This is actually self-hypnosis. But if somebody slams on their brakes in front of you, you don't stay in that highway hypnosis trance. You hit the brakes of your own car and you stop for your own safety. So it's just like that. It's a very safe process, especially in the hands of somebody with training and experience who's not going to, you know, Give you a bunch of scary imagery if you're a person who has scary phobias and fears or something like that. It's it's a very safe, really enjoyable process. And then on the other hand, you know, you've got people who may feel very afraid of it, but then you have people who come in and say, well, I'm way too strong-willed for this. How is this ever going to work on me? Like, how does it work for people who think, like, I'm too strong? Like, you can't hypnotize me. Well, that's a good question. So, you know, the best people to hypnotize are people who are very strong-willed. Because it requires focus and concentration and intelligence on the part of the participant. Now, that being said, please don't call me and book an appointment if you don't desire to have this experience please don't call and book an appointment just to prove to me that this will not work for you. 
because it does require participation and focus and concentration on the part of the participant. So, you know, if you're going to clamp your hands over your ears and go, no, 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 I can't hear you. I don't want to do this. Then you're not going to have a good experience. And so every now and then somebody might come out of their session and say, did that really work? I could hear everything you said. I don't feel like I was hypnotized. Well, what does being in hypnosis feel like? Have you ever been hypnotized before? There's lots of different sensations that people have and lots of different experiences that people have. And whatever you experience is just fine for you. It's just right for you. But this is why, you know, also we don't let other people make appointments for their spouses, for their brother or sister or loved one or anything like that, because there has to be an agreement there of somebody that they want to do this kind of work. But really, people who are strong-willed and committed, are those are the best people. It's not a question of being somebody, you know, whether or not you're strong-minded or weak-minded. I'm, you know, I'm great at hypnosis. So I'm great at going into hypnosis and I'm pretty strong-willed. I'm an ultra marathon runner. I'm a competitive power lifter. I don't know if, uh, how much more strong-willed does one have to be there? Um, so that's my take on that. This is so fascinating. Um, so I know you have another group session coming up and y'all, you might not be listening to this right as we've recorded it in August of 2022, but I know that in January, 2023, you have another group session coming up. Um, what, uh, what all does that entail and what can someone, I know we've, we talked a little bit about what we can expect, but, um, what, when will the, like, what are the details for that session that's coming up? Yes. So um, if people wanted further info, they could check out hypnoticmetabolic.com for information on our upcoming program. And this is something that we do run as a group program a couple times a year. In January, we'll be launching our next group pro program for five weeks, and that includes our nutritional and supplements program, along with our five weeks of live online hypnosis and group coaching. It will include our recordings that will be up on the website available for use for our participants for as long as they desire to use them. And if somebody doesn't care to work in a group format, of course, we also offer individual one-on-one -on -one work for anybody who wants to work on weight release, body image issues, or anything that hypnosis could be of assistance with. And you can also go to that web address and book a free 30-minute consult to find out more information. And we'll be having a few, uh, if you go to the website, there's a few buttons there to click on a few informational webinars will be scheduled in December for folks who want to ask some more direct questions closer to the date. Excellent. Um, all right, guys. So if you guys want more from Allison, check out her website, 
hypnoticmetabolic.com. You can always reach out to her or I, if you have any questions about this and all this, you know, her website and everything's going to be in the show notes too. So you'll be able to go directly to that link via those. Um, Allison, thank you so much for being on. Do you have anything else that you just want to add in before we wrap up? I just really appreciate you having me on. This has been so much fun, Kira. And thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for being on. And thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, if you have any questions about this, you can reach out to Allison or I, and we're happy to help you with anything. So thank you so much again, Allison. I appreciate your time. Thanks again.